Support for PRI's The World's Podcast comes from Lumosity. Lumosity Lumosity.com's daily workouts are like a personal trainer for your brain, improving your performance with the science of neuroplasticity, but in a way that just feels like games. Start training today at Lumosity.com. Assessing Margaret Thatcher's legacy today, Monday, April 8th. This is The World. Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady of Britain, has died. We remember a groundbreaking, controversial, and formidable world leader. She was no great diplomat. She believed in saying what she thought. And she said things, frankly, that most men wouldn't dare say. Something about being a woman leader made her, frankly, unembarrassable. We'll have reaction from around the globe, plus how Britain was changed by her rule and her ideas about capitalism. It should be as natural for people to own shares as it is to own their own home or to own a car. Remembering Margaret Thatcher's life and legacy today, this is The World from Public Radio International, the BBC World Service, and WGBH Boston. PRI's The World is brought to you by Medtronic, supporting the work of Wired International, providing medical and healthcare information and education in the developing world and in regions affected by war. Now on Facebook, look for Medtronic NCD. I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. Many thought of her as the Iron Lady, with predictably positive or negative associations. Nothing in between. Margaret Thatcher inspired strong emotions at home in the U.K. and around the world. The former British prime minister died today in London after suffering a stroke. She was 87. Thatcher became Britain's first and to date only female prime minister in 1979. She went on to serve in that post for 11 years. And during that time, for many here in the U.S., Thatcher was Britain. Here's the world's Alex Galifant. In 1979, Margaret Thatcher made her first official visit to the White House at the invitation of President Jimmy Carter. The United States is our friend our ally, and our time-honored partner in peace and war. The history and the destiny of our countries have been and always will be inextricably intertwined. That relationship was made even more special when Ronald Reagan arrived in the White House the following year. In fact, Reagan and Thatcher had already met in London a few years earlier, before either had assumed office, and they saw eye-to-eye on lots of things everything from economics to our ideas of what the role government should play and all, and I was greatly impressed by her. In power, Thatcher and Reagan combined to engineer the end of the Soviet Union, working with the reforming Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev. Margaret was a very active partner. She was a woman of conviction, devoted to her ideological vision, and she didn't hide her views. She was always arguing for them. She thought her experience in politics might help us with perestroika. And while Thatcher and Reagan didn't agree on either British military action in the Falklands or on the American invasion of Grenada, Thatcher was a central partner for the United States. His former Secretary of State, Henry Kissinger. Her role was almost considered part of the American decision-making process, and she had a degree of access to President Reagan, and he had a degree of respect for her that is almost unprecedented, in my experience, among American presidents and any foreign leaders. Margaret Thatcher was invariably forthright. That was her characteristic. 
Charles Powell was Thatcher's foreign affairs advisor for much of the 1980s. She was no great diplomat. She believed in saying what she thought. And she said things, frankly, that most men wouldn't dare say. Something about being a woman leader made her, frankly, unembarrassable. Overseas, the legend of Thatcher was often simple. She was the Iron Lady, scourge of communists. But at home, she divided a nation, not least through her economic policies. Her successor as Prime Minister, John Major, spoke today. The economy was in a frightful mess in the 1970s. Nobody believed it could be reformed. Nobody believed we could move from a a neo-socialist economy to a free market economy. And that's effectively what she achieved in the first eight years of the 1980s. Thatcher championed the deregulation and privatisation of Britain. She sold off national interests in oil, gas, transport and telecoms. Former newspaper editor Andrew Neil. People buying shares in companies.